I gotta feed the streets, my pistol gon' bleed the streets Ski mask on my face, sometimes you gotta cheat To stay ahead in this bitch, ah Drink surf like it's liquor Street life, I have you catching up to God quicker Stick ah, AK-40 to your lip, ah Let the chopper bang on you like a blood or a crip, ah Flip, ah, so much bread, I'm a gymnast Made so much money off the dumbest, off the dumbest Yeah, gang I missed them. This is episode four. Uh, we've been gone for uh, about a month now. There's been some things going on. Uh, I've been out of town a little bit. Um, you know, there's been some family things going on. Malone's back, though. I'm back. Uh, here we are, bro. What's going on? Oh, man. You know, uh, good to hear from you, Scotty, man. Good to be back with our listeners. We're free tuition, man. It's, um, you know, it's been a little bit of this, a little bit of that going on, man. Uh, you know, I tell you one thing that's not going on, and that is LSU at the moment, sir. Yeah, I mean, it, it's kind of fair. Like, I know, like I said, I was out of town, and there's been things that have happened that have prevented us from coming together within the last month. But I think both of us would be lying if we said that we were really trying to come on here and, and talk college football after what both of our teams have been going through. Uh, but obviously, you know, there, there's something really bad happening down uh, in the body. Yeah, no, nah, it's just it's it's not good at the moment. I've uh, I've never seen a quicker fall from grace um, that we're seeing, unfortunately, from uh, Coach Ed Orgeron in Baton Rouge. Um, you know, he had a staff that he had that made the championship run and the players as well, obviously. And since then, it's just been uh, completely downhill. You know, still being able to recruit at a high level, getting the players, but the the coaching just hasn't really seemed to be there. Coordinator hires haven't been too good. And it's just it just hasn't been going well. And I tell you, uh, the, the biggest thing that I think that is going to be Ed Orgeron's downfall, because I think it's inevitable at this point, I think everybody knows it, um, is that he kept ever since the championship season, anytime he makes a hire, anytime he has an interview, talk about anything upcoming, you know, it's the 2019 offense. It's the, the Joe Brady offense. It's we're trying to get that 2019 back when it's like, you know, yo, you got to let things be in the past. You can't keep trying to go back to that same well that you won with that one time and, you know, trying to get the disciple of Joe Brady, the guy that Joe Brady handpicked and so on and so forth and try to rekindle something that, you know, was a great time. But it was it was it was that season, you know, it was that LSU team and you just can't keep doing those kind of things. And I think that's been his biggest downfall. And, uh, you know, he's going to pay for it because it's it's over. It's absolutely over. But as far as the football, the team is playing. Offensive line is just I can't even I can't even put in the words what we're seeing out of O line. Running backs played good last week, but I mean, you know, we lost the game. You know, I think Max Johnson has a hell of a lot on his plate. Uh, and I think he's dealing with inferior coaching as far as his offensive coordinator. I mean, we've seen week in and week out, LSU not be able to get plays in on time and having to take timeouts just to prevent, you know, violations with the clock. I'm rambling, but it's 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 a laundry list uh, as far as just you know 
things that haven't been going too well. Um, there's been a lot of injuries as well. You know, you're trying not to make excuses for that because uh, she recruits at a high level. But, uh, you know, you would have thought beginning of the season, LSU has the top cornerback tandem going into the season. Both those guys are out for the remainder of the year. And What week are we in? Uh, we're going into week seven. Week seven. And, and my top two corners are out for the season. You know what I mean? And it's um, – you know, it's it's just the cards that we've been dealt, but I, I will say that, you know, it all falls down back to the coach, and the coaching has been absolutely inferior for the entirety of the season. So, um, you know, we'll see how it all shakes at the end. I'm sure we'll circle the, the, the wagon back and talk about uh, who may or may not potentially be the next LSU head coach, but that's what I got, man. Sorry, y'all, ramble, but um, yeah, I, mean, I, haven't, I haven't heard from us in a while. Yeah, no, I mean it's been it's been a solid month, and uh, you know I hope uh, our listeners can forgive us because I'm gonna I'm gonna ramble here for a minute too. Um, we're gonna move on to other teams and and talk about what everybody else is doing. But you know, obviously, if you've been here with us for a while, you know we rock with, and this is definitely a year where there's some there's some things going on within our respective you know uh, our our teams that we uh, follow and we uh, support and. Um, Obviously, you know, Clemson's going through uh, the mud right now, too. Even though they're three and two, you know, they have a winning record. They're, you know, uh, a couple of plays away from being one and four. Those three wins that Clemson has, aside from South Carolina State, you know, they beat Georgia Tech by six points, 14 to eight. Um, and then they beat Boston College uh, by six points, 19 to 13. You know, these low scoring offense can't get anything going type of games, you know. I mean, we're talking about a team that's averaging 14 points a game in all the games that are not against South Carolina State. Um, so this is not really what we're used to with a uh, with a Clemson offense. The defense has been pretty good for the most part. Injuries have really hurt us. Brian Brissy's out for the year. Um, Did not know he was out for the year. Torn ACL, bro. Wow, he, dude. He got hurt against the uh, against North Carolina State. That game wow, that we lost wow, in, uh, wow, in double wow. OT. Yeah. Um, and then James Skalski, like, he's not out, but, like, there's been two separate games where after a play is done, he's taken out and he's, like, shaken up and he, you know, missed the rest of the game. So right. we're basically – we've been without him for a couple of games because um, it's it's early on in the game when these things are happening. Uh, but, yeah, Brian Brissett is out for the year. Will Shipley has been out uh, for a few weeks. He he, I don't know if he's coming back this week or not. Um, I haven't really heard any updates on his status, but he got hurt during that same game as well. And uh, and then Will Taylor, our guy, he was our punt returner and just kind of one of our uh, our overall athlete guys. He tore his ACL. He's out for the year. Um, injuries have played a factor a little bit, but at the end of the day. These injuries have been pretty much, you know, either on defense or from guys that are fairly new to the program. Um, it all comes back to DJ right now, though. DJ is not playing the level of quarterback we know him to play. Um, I mean, we've seen him play, you know, lights out. He played two games last year as a starting quarterback and uh, threw for uh, it was at least 800 yards total. I think it may have been closer to 900. Um, you know, I'd have to go back and look at the stats, but. You know, he can ball. And uh, I think what really screwed him up is that first game being against Georgia, you know, against probably the best, you know, defensive unit in the country. 
And I think that shook his confidence a little bit. And ever since then, he just can't get right. I think it's all mental for him. It's not the, uh, it's not his tools. It's not what he brings to the table. It's all in his head, in my opinion. Um, but he just can't seem to get in the sync with his receivers. The receivers are making plays. Uh, Joseph and is finally showing out this year guy. I've been hyping up for a couple seasons now. Um, Justin Ross is back. He looks great when the ball is, you know, coming to him, you know, I mean, the, the, the pieces are there. DJ's just got to help everybody kind of bring it together. Um, this is definitely, obviously, Clemson being three and two and not having a good start. I mean, there's no playoff hope this year. It's all about getting better. You know, all of their goals are still in place. Uh, Clemson has the same goals every year. When the opening game, which they didn't do that, but, I mean, it's not a future goal anymore. Uh, but winning the division, winning the state, winning the conference, and winning the closer. All four of those goals are still out there for them. You know, so I think it's I think the division is going to come down to their very last uh, division game against Wake Forest at the end of the year. Wake Forest is six and zero right now. Six They're and zero. Six. Wake and Forest is six and zero in the middle of October right now. It's, it's nuts. crazy. It's crazy. silly season, man. It's silly season out here. You know, and well, you know what? You, you I'm gonna let you you go ahead and you go ahead and get your thoughts off. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know the. I think the games are going to get easier to them. They just had their bye week, uh, Clemson, that is. I think they needed it right now. Um, we got Syracuse on the road uh, this weekend, which we know that it's always a tough game for Clemson. But I'm hoping this is the game where things start to kind of turn around and hopefully we get back into winning ways. And that, that's really what this season is about, man. We just got to get better. We got to close out like Oklahoma did last year and just go undefeated, thrash everybody in our path, and just kind of get the momentum going for next year. I mean, I think uh, I think y'all have all the capabilities to do that. Um, you know, just gotta go out there and make it do what it do. But yeah, you know, I think you just hit every nail on the head as far as uh, your analysis there. I mean, DJ's got it. It's just, yeah. I mean, that Georgia game, you know, that'll mess with anybody's confidence. And you know, we talked about it in the first episode of this season. I mean. DJ has it, but he's still a young quarterback. I mean, you know, uh, that George game was his third start. Uh, yeah. You know, it's it's against a team like that that's currently sitting number one in the country. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's you know, everything has context. You know what I mean? And uh, obviously, you know, a short-sighted fan or a short-sighted watcher, you know, won't put everything into context. But you got you to gotta look at everything in the full scope when you're uh, looking at these players and, you know, especially a guy like DJ that, you know, we, we've seen what he can do. So we'll see how it plays out the rest of the year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, you know, speaking of Georgia, yeah, they're sitting number one in the country right now. Um, undisputed number one, the AP top 25, uh, all 62 first place votes. Um, and they're just, I mean, there's nobody better than them right now. They look so good. They're thrashing everybody they play. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, defense is lights out. Um Lights yeah. out. They've had how many shutouts so far? Uh, quite a few. They've had. Yeah. They, they shut out. Um, they shut out Vanderbilt, and they shut out Arkansas, who was ranked eighth at the yeah. at the time. Yeah, at, nah. At time. It, it's 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 insane. It's insane. The the defensive line, well, really the front seven is just ridiculous. Uh, a bunch of studs. The D line is re- rotating guys in and out. Yeah, I mean, 
they just got those guys rolling. It's uh, it's really impressive. You know, really, this is this is the this should really be the year for Georgia. If it this doesn't it, happen, right? it, yeah, like if it doesn't happen this year, I just don't like what's it gonna, gonna what's it gonna take? What's it gonna yeah. take? Now, the one thing I will say with this team, they've played great. They've blown everybody out. They're dominating. And the kid looks pretty decent. And he hasn't been, you know, messing the games up or losing Georgia games. You think they got Stetson in? You know, you got to get JT Daniels as healthy as possible and have him ready to play when it comes down to this SEC championship and these playoffs. You yeah. can't roll into those, into that part of the season with Stetson Bennett. And I mean, absolute no respect to Stetson Bennett whatsoever. He's been great for, for Georgia. And a great servant to their program. But as far as them going to the next level and getting this thing done, you got to have a guy like JT who can make, you know, the throws that needs to be made to win those kind of football games. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I mean, 100% agree. Um, he, I mean, he has held them up. And it's really, it's more so the athletes that are around him, obviously. Um, right. But... I mean, he's definitely done his job, you know, getting the ball to the athletes. And, uh, yeah, they look uh, – I I think you're right. I think this is the year. I, I There's nothing that's telling me any otherwise. Even if had we come on the show like a week or two ago before Alabama lost, I would have told you Georgia was better than Alabama. They just right. look They just look better all, all across the board, offense, defense. You know, they just look like the more – I think the only – place the only place right now they don't look better is that quarterback position because Bryce Young is has been great um but I think where they're really lacking Alabama that is is just on that uh on that deep you know it's kind of weird they they've always had you know a stout defense but this year they've you know the defense hasn't looked as as great as it normally has um you know I mean almost losing to Florida even though that was a road game and then of course losing to uh, a team that we slandered a lot this year, uh, Texas A&M. Huge win by Texas A&M uh, to beat Alabama and uh, get them off of that number one ranking. Yeah, now nah, let me just go ahead and say that now. Um, yeah, big ups to Texas A&M for getting that dub. You know, I I personally slandered them every chance I get. And, um, you know, that was a huge dub by them. Uh, with, their, with their backup quarterback, um, uh, Mr. Calzada, quick shout out to my guy uh, at work, uh, Danny Powell. He uh, he grew up with that guy's dad. Um, oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so he's a Georgia fan, but he's kind of like a de facto, you know, Texas A and M guy right now, just because you know he 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 knows the kid's dad, you know, who uh, Calzada, who's out there, you know, slinging a pill for him right now. So, um, yeah. but yeah, so but, but big dub by them nonetheless. So. Um, you know, first and shout out to Jimbo, first assistant to beat Saban. You know, I thought I, I just knew it was going to be Kirby this year. And, yeah. Uh, you know, here we go. Jimbo guy done. It's kind of sad he's the first one to do it, though. I won't disagree with that. Because how many, how many assistants does this guy have? They're all over the place. Yeah, they're all over the place. Like, it's crazy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Georgia coming in at number one. Alabama slid to number five. Uh, sandwich between them. Um, the Iowa Hawkeyes, believe it or not, uh, number two, still undefeated. They've had some really impressive wins, most recent being against number four Penn State uh, in, a, in a very uh, tight-knit game, 23-20. to 20. 
Um, but they've had some other big wins. They beat Iowa State earlier in the year. They slaughtered Indiana, which a team that we hyped up early on in the year. Um, they're saying number two in, in playoff position currently. Yeah, uh, the Hawkeyes have been quite impressive. Uh, like you just mentioned, they started off the season really well uh, with that 34-6 domination of Indiana. And uh, really the Iowa State game, it was, uh, you know, Iowa dominated that second and third quarter. So the game was really, it's not as close as it really appeared, even though they only won by 10. You know, it was one of those kind of games where, like, Iowa, they were they were handling the game. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah. So they've really kind of dominated all their opponents. I mean, granted, Colorado State game was a little close. But, um, you know, you got your in-conference opponent in Maryland who they just dominated. And, you know, like you said, to win a, a tight game against uh, a top-10 team in Penn State, um, you know, they're, they're rolling. They're rolling. They're playing good defense. And, uh yeah, they just gotta keep going, man. I mean, you got some, you got Purdue, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Minnesota, Illinois, Nebraska left. I mean, all those games are winnable if you just keep playing the football you've been playing. Um, and, you know, you get to the uh, Big Ten championship and see what you can do from there. But they're putting themselves in a great position. We're a couple of weeks away from the first, uh, the first college football playoff rankings. And one team that is ranked right now that I'm really curious to see where the college football playoff committee is going to have them. Uh, number three, Cincinnati. It, could this be the first year we get a, uh, a team that's not a power five into the college football playoff? I mean, looking at their, the rest of their schedule, I mean, the only team that even poses a threat is SMU. And that's at home later on in the year. Yeah, you know, Cincinnati, man, they've, they've gotten off to a great start. Um, and yeah, SMU would probably be the only team left that can do something, you know, as far as challenge them. But one thing that Cincinnati is going to need is they need Notre Dame to keep winning football games. Yeah. Um, you know, that's their biggest win. Uh, and, you know, they, that's Notre Dame's only loss right now. So, you know, you just got to keep rolling. And hope that they keep rolling too. Um, but definitely, you gotta I think they gotta dominate each opponent each week as well. You know, they can't have. You know how sometimes uh, certain teams at the end of the season, uh, for top four purposes, they feel like they gotta score more for like the style points. Yeah. yeah. Cincinnati needs style points every week. You know what I mean? Any style points every week, they gotta blow these teams out. I, I think know. as far as to solidify their position, to me. That's just my personal thing. I don't know, because I, I feel like for me, I mean, the Notre Dame game, I think looking at Notre Dame's schedule, they're not going to end the season less than 8-4. and four. And they may even be – it's probably going to be a better record than that because, I mean, they're playing USC this week, RIP. Um, yeah. uh, North Carolina the week before at home. Both those games are at home. They play Navy at home. Navy is trash this year. Um, they do go on the road against Virginia. That may be, you know, somewhat of a formidable game um, at home against Georgia Tech, and uh, and then on the road at Stanford. I can really only see Notre Dame losing maybe, maybe two of those games, and I don't even know if I go that far. Yeah. Um, and then you know Cincinnati, they they definitely made sure they they got the schedule. I mean, they also got Indiana earlier in the year as well. Um, even though Indiana is not really turned into the 
team that we thought they were. Um, but uh, they play UCF this coming Saturday, which is another you know big name, big, um, big game, group, big game. Yeah, big Group of Five school. Um, I mean, they're three and two, but I mean, it's still UCF. Um, Gene, and then uh, you got you got Buddy over there coaching. Yeah, on, you know he can draw it up. Yeah, and then uh, and then yeah, SMU later on in the year. SMU is currently ranked twenty three. So if they keep you know winning games, that's going to be another ranked opponent. Right. Um. So they. I think they control their destiny. I think they win out. I think the Notre Dame game is going to be enough of a resume booster uh, to really to really make it happen. I do agree they they somewhat need to win most of their games by double digits or more. You know, it can't be where every week you're only winning by three points or a touchdown or something like right. that. They need like, to be out here covering the spread. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> they gotta they gotta cover the spread or at least get close. Um, yeah, seriously. But uh. But it, big shout out to Cincinnati. They look great. Uh, the Notre Dame game was huge, uh, and then uh, another game that was this past week that was an incredible game. I, I don't know if you watched it, but the Red River Showdown yep. uh, featured uh, number four Oklahoma, and they uh, what a game that was because it was over. Yeah, awesome game. Um, uh, I was able to tap in. Um, you know, I watched the whole game and it was it was great. And uh I tell you what, um, you know We gotta talk about it. We gotta talk about it. Rattler's done, man. He's done. He's done, done man. He's, He's done. done, man. Um last week in the biggest game of the season so far for Oklahoma, and depending on who you ask, no matter who else they play, that's the biggest game of the year for them. You know, it's you had a true freshman step up. And come out there and and get the job done. They made some incredible plays. I'm talking incredible plays, uh, you know, in that football game. And yeah, I, you know, it looks like the team rallied around them. And you know, it's it's it's, it's looking like Rap City, man. It's looking he, like Rap City for rather. He looked hurt, man. They he did. they 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 <laughs> they cut to him a few times with the camera. I'm like, y'all need to stop cutting to this man because he he looked hurt. I'll yeah. never forget, like, the game was over for a solid, like, three minutes or so, and they cut the camera to him. This man still got his helmet on. <laughs> like, he's about to go play. I feel like he kept it on to, like, hide emotion or something. I was like, why does this guy still got his helmet on? Yeah. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. Um, yeah, it, it's, you know, I hate it for him because, you know, I mean, people were talking about he was going to be QB1 in the draft. He was Heisman candidate. I think I said he was going to win the Heisman. Um, and you know, here we are now he's, he's probably going to be entering in the transfer portal. That's crazy to think about how that that's, that's happened. Um, but that's the reality of the situation. It looks like, uh, he's definitely going to be having to hit the portal, but he's definitely a guy. I think won't have to worry too much about finding a destination. But... I was going to say, where, where do you, where do you think he ends up R- right now? Um, right now at this very moment. Where is he from? Um, he's from Arizona. He um, goes back out west. He, he gonna might go, go back out west. He gonna go to USC. Nah, no. In the Slovis last year. Man, I picked Slovis to win the Heisman. What a time! Yeah, man. It's. Uh, um, I don't even remember who else I picked to win the Heisman or, or like final three. I feel like DJ was in there, which yeah, that's a dud. What's a what's a good spot for Rattler? 
I'd like to see him at Southern Cal, man. That'd be that'd be yeah. cool. You know what? I'm gonna go with the hometown. Maybe he'll go uh, to Arizona State and uh, replace Jaden Daniels because he might go to the league after. And this go year. play for Coach. Go play. Go play for Coach Herm, man. See yeah. what's going on. Play with a bunch of NFL guys. Really get them ready. Because uh, I'll tell you what, I, you know, Arizona State hasn't really necessarily been getting the results, but I like, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't really hesitate to send my kid there to play just knowing the type of coaching you're going to get, which yeah. matters. You know what I mean? But I don't know. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but shout out to uh, to Caleb Williams, man. Bringing Oklahoma back in that game, having a true moment. I hate you, – you saw what Holly Rose said about, uh, about how she tried to interview Caleb after the game and uh, Lincoln Riley said no. Yeah, I, I I saw that they denied the access. I'm not really sure what that's about though, or why they would do that. But it's stupid, man. It's it's dumb. I mean, you know, that man he 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 earned that. He earned the he opportunity to talk about that, and and I don't know, man. That rubbed me the wrong way about Lincoln Riley. Yeah, you know he because you know you know Lincoln Riley had a post game interview. You know what oh, I yeah. mean? So it seems like one of those. Uh, you know, wants to make it about him type of deals. You know, he made the coaching decision to put Caleb in and so on and so forth. And uh, he decided to ride it out with him. And, you know, so there's probably a lot of that going on in the postgame press conference. So, I, you know, I'm not yeah. I'm not too surprised. Yeah. Um, some of the other usual suspects that are rounding out the top 10 in the AP poll, Alabama dropped to number five. Um, Ohio State. Sitting at number six, five and one. Um, of course, they had a loss earlier in the year uh, to Oregon, um, which Oregon is also uh, listed in this top ten as well. I'm actually kind of surprised that Oregon is not above Ohio State, though. I don't, I don't understand the logic of that. Um, yeah, not too sure. I think you know. To be honest, I think I feel like Ohio State, almost like Oklahoma, and you know, they get a lot of they get a lot of. They get a lot of leeway, man. They get a lot of leeway. They do. Uh, those two schools in particular, Oklahoma and Ohio State, but yeah, uh, you know, I won't go in on too much. Yeah, um, Penn State sitting in number seven. You know, they had a they had that game against Iowa, and it was a close game, so they didn't yeah. drop too far in the rankings. Um, a team. Oh my that, goodness! I I can't believe that I'm even saying this right now. Number eight, undefeated Michigan. Michigan. <laughs> Scott, can you believe this? Bro, this man Jim Harbaugh listened to free tuition. He was like, oh, Scott said that. I'm going to show him. Like, <laughs> yo, man, I cannot believe that this team is sitting 6-0 and right now. And and they look they look good. Like, they've been, you know, they've been beating some teams. Yeah, they look good. And I'll tell you what, I, I feel like Michigan is almost kind of like the quietest 6-0 right now because I haven't really been hearing too much about Michigan. At all. You know? At like all. I really, really haven't, you know, and um here they are sitting six and oh and you know, let's see what they can do. Let's see what they can do, man. And uh I'm I'm definitely here to uh give give my respects to Jim Harbaugh in Michigan because yeah, I've I've slandered him as well and made the jokes on here, retweeted the tweets, all that, you know what I mean, as far as the Michigan stuff and they they are they're out here balling in twenty twenty one. You know, it's 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 remarkable and let's, you know, see how far they can go. They're doing it. Um they got a bye week this week, but after this, I mean they're gonna have a gauntlet. They 
they have I, I don't want to say they've had an easy schedule because they played Washington earlier in the year as an out of conference game. They went and beat Wisconsin badly uh, a, f- a couple weeks ago. That was that that was the game that made me really be go like, oh, like right, right. This Michigan's here, like yeah, that was the game. And then they just beat Nebraska on the road. Um, but after this bye week, they're going to play Northwestern. That's probably another gimme. But then they go on the road to Michigan State, who's number ten, who also looks very good. Like they look incredible. Um, then they play Indiana. Then they go on the road to Penn State. And then they play Maryland, and then they play Ohio State. Like that's a that's a gauntlet of a of a remaining you know six games. It might well five games if you don't count the Northwestern. That's the next one. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's a ton of football left. Uh, this is a nice little midpoint of the season we're at right now. But there's a ton of football left to play, and uh, yeah, Michigan's got uh, you know they still got a ton to prove, and they gonna have every opportunity to uh, show everybody what they're made of. So, um, you know, and it starts this week with Northwestern. Absolutely. Um, and, yeah, Michigan State, another team that's 6-0. and um, That the, Honestly, the Big Ten looks really good this year. They, they look do, like, man. They look like they may be the best conference in football this year so far. They're looking good. They're looking good. I'm not even going to front on them. Um, I mean, you just look at this top ten, you know, um, Iowa, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, and Michigan State. I mean, they're dominating. And, and, uh, and if you want to, if you want to be real, like Cincinnati's almost like Big Ten light. You know, like no, straight up. Yeah, they're they they you know they're in the same recruiting area. Um, you know that I'm sure Cincinnati's going after these same kids. You know what I mean? Uh, maybe yep. it's not succeeding as far as getting them to come, but they're going after the same guys. So yeah, man, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, and then another team that's really starting to turn heads uh, that's also undefeated. And I, I, I know you don't want me to talk about them. It's because, fine. It's fine. Uh, but uh, but but Kentucky, the Kentucky Wildcats, the Kentucky Wildcats look like a football school right now. They do not look like a basketball school. They this looks like a, a purebred football school right now. Undefeated, six and zero, coming off of an LSU win. Um, prior to that, they beat number 10, Florida, you know, so they've, uh, they've had a good year so far and they, they kind of, they control their own destiny to an extent because, uh, they have some, they have some games left on the schedule. Like, I mean, obviously they're going to end up playing Georgia, uh, this coming week. So, I mean, there's, you know, there's definitely some other opportunities to, to beefing up this, uh, this resume. Yeah, absolutely. This week is the the I'd say this is the biggest game in Kentucky football history this week. Yeah. I mean, they um they got a hell of a thing going. I tell you, when I tell you that they beat LSU's ass in every phase of football last week, I mean every single phase from the start of the game to the end of the game, and it wasn't it wasn't close. Um and I tell you another thing about Kentucky that they've been doing and and you know, they've been building a program but they're, they're kind of recruiting, you know, Kentucky is very close to Ohio. And Ohio is a very rich football state. And they kind of go in there and getting these kids that, you know, play in Ohio and play in this Big Ten country that come on play SEC football, but don't want to yeah. go too far away from home. Kentucky's like right there. It's right there, you know. So it's, it's they're, they're doing what they got to do on the trail. And they not getting the highest ranked kids, but they coaching these kids up. And I'm talking about coaching a lot today because I've seen a lot of coaching this season that's not good enough. That yeah. is just not good enough. So 
you know, when you see stuff like this at Kentucky, you know that's exactly what's going on because they're not getting these type of kids that all these other schools are getting. And um, those guys are impressive. They're impressive. But, yeah, they got the biggest game of their life this week against Georgia. And, uh, you know, I'm sure they know it. This might be the best game of the weekend or the most high-profile game of the weekend. Um, so, you know, it's, it's going to be fun. Where is college game day this week? They are going to Athens, baby. Yep, yep. So, game day of the week. It, it, it's a big one. It's a big one. Dude, I can only imagine, like, what would happen if Kentucky somehow wins this game. Oh, my goodness. Like, if Kentucky goes in there and wins this game, what the hell is going to happen with the rest of college football? It's a great question. Like, because uh, your your two teams who have been one and two, they gotta shoot the number four. At Kentucky? least they gotta be top four. Yeah, they gotta go top four after that. Shit. Like they would have to shoot into the top four immediately. They probably they you you might as well put them number one. Like no way, Scotty. They won't. But I mean. Who you Iowa should. got this week? Who Iowa got this week? Iowa is playing uh, Purdue. Yeah, I mean it's not as good a win. I mean, shit, uh, it's that's tough. That's tough. That's they won't tough. do it. They won't do it. But they will be top four. They will be top four. I'd agree I, with that. I'd agree I with that. But I, I, I'm still a little weary on that. I can see them putting them number five. I man. Seriously. It'd be it'd be it'd be the it'd be the biggest screw job ever. Like, I'm seeing putting number five and then moving and then just moving everybody up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Kicking Georgia out the club and then just moving everybody up. Cause you know they want you know they want to get Bama back into that top top four as oh, quickly yeah. as possible. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, you know, so I I we gonna see. Yeah, they got one coming up this week though. They got uh they got Mississippi State on the road. Alabama does. So uh, I'm not too worried, man. Uh Nick Saban's record after a loss. Good luck to Mississippi State, man. Yeah, that's so, true. Good luck to him. Um number 12 is Oklahoma State, who is also an undefeated team. Um you know, they've it hasn't been as pretty. Um they've right. had a lot of close wins, but wins nonetheless, man. It's all about who uh who has the higher score at the end. Um you know, but I don't. I don't know if I'd put them twelve. To be honest, yeah, I, and I'd be one hundred percent real with you. I have not seen a lick of Oklahoma State this year. I mean, their biggest win is against. Uh, they beat Baylor uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, twenty-four to fourteen. But other than that, man, I mean, Boise State they won twenty-one twenty. Tulsa they only won by five, twenty-eight to twenty-three. Yes. Um, Missouri State, it was like 23 to 16. So, ugly wins, ugly wins against teams they should not be having ugly wins against. Mm. Mississippi, number 13, a one loss Mississippi. Um, and their only loss is to Alabama. I mean, yeah. they're, they're looking pretty solid. They, they look great, actually, this year. Yeah, like you, you're going to tell me that Ole Miss, that Oklahoma State better than Ole Miss? Right, right. Yeah, like it. That's I don't crazy. know. I don't know who the who votes for the AP poll, but y'all need to contact us because y'all need some extra votes because this is ridiculous. This um, is ridiculous. Yeah, Notre Dame number fourteen. 
Uh, that's probably about where I'd put them. You know, their only loss being the Cincinnati, but they beat Wisconsin royally earlier this year. They just beat <laughs> Virginia Tech on the road, and that's a tough place to go in and win uh, in Blacksburg. Um, and then uh, shout-out the boys, uh, Coastal Carolina, number 15, still undefeated. Um, yo, uh, I speaking of QB1, now that Spencer Rattler is out of the picture, like, it's not going to be this year. But my boy Grayson McCall at Coastal Carolina is going to be QB1, I feel like, when he's uh, eligible. What year is he? Um, actually, he may be eligible this year. He's a redshirt sophomore. He's eligible. Yeah, he is eligible. So, Depending on how they keep going, I mean, he, he may have no choice but to ride that hot hand and go test, test the waters, man, and see what's going on. Um, his numbers for the year, he's 87 for 109, which is damn near 80%. Yeah, These are Joe Burrow numbers. Yeah, I'm about to say, that's a damn good percentage. Yeah. Um, he's already thrown for almost 1,500 yards. We've played six games. Um, I think it's six games. Uh, yeah, six games. 1,500 yards, six games. That's what? Like a little over three hundred a game, something like that, or some somewhere around there, uh, or two fifty a game. Trying to do math and it's not working. But anyways, fourteen TDs, one pick, like just ungodly numbers, killing everybody they play. Um, and you know they they haven't played like scrub scrubs. I mean, you know, some of these games are. They got Appalachian State next week. That's really going to be uh, a testing game because App State is one of the higher, uh, higher respected group of power, a uh, group of five uh, teams that are out there. Right. But, uh, but yeah, Grayson McCall, man, watch out for him. He's going to be. He's definitely going to be league, no matter what. But I think he he could he could potentially be QB one. He looks phenomenal. Hey man, y'all heard it here first. Y'all heard the man. Uh, Wake Forest, we talked about them earlier. They're undefeated, number 16. Um, I mean, they've thrashed some teams too, man. They don't have really, a, except for a game against Louisville uh, a couple weeks ago. And it, well, and they uh, played Syracuse to overtime. Um, but other than that, I mean, they beat Virginia 37-17. They beat Florida State 35-14. Um, and just – Hearing Wake Forest undefeated in October is just unheard of. But, yeah, no, uh, after Wake Forest, you got uh, Arkansas, which is the first two-loss team on this list, which, in my opinion, is robbery because I feel like Texas A&M should be the first two-loss team on this list being the, uh, since they beat Alabama. But Arkansas sits uh, number 17 at 4-2. and two. I mean, they look good, minus the, the shutout against Georgia. Right. Uh, but you know they just had a couple of bad, uh, bad weeks losing the old Miss in overtime this past week. Um, your boys Arizona State number eighteen, um, fighting Herms. Yeah, they're uh, they're sitting in a solid five and one. Yeah, no, you know, and uh, their their schedule, you know, it's kind of gonna be. Uh, I guess halfway decent on the back end here. I mean, they just beat Stanford. Um, only lost to the BYU, you know, who's a 
a pretty decent football team. Um, but, yeah, I mean, as far as who they got left, you know, you got Utah this week. You got Washington State. You still got USC. You got to go to Washington. Um, Oregon State, and then you got the rivalry, Arizona State, in the, the year. They just, they're just terrible. But, yeah, I like, uh, I like Arizona State. I like what they got going. Um, you know, see where they end up. But, uh, you know, shout out to the Fighting Herms, man. Yeah. And this is another reason why the AP poll drives me crazy. Uh, Malone just mentioned that Arizona State's only loss is to BYU. But guess who's ranked right behind Arizona State? BYU, uh, number 19. Um, Incredible. I, I couldn't tell you why. I mean, I know BYU just came off of their first loss, which was to Boise State, which is not really even that embarrassing of a loss. I mean, it is still, you know, Boise State. Uh, I know they haven't had the best year this year, but, I mean, that team can go out and win whenever. And uh, they got dropped a, a handful of notches for that. Um, but what can you do? AP will AP. Hey. Yeah. Um, Florida, number 20, which is where they sat last week. No changes here. Four and two. Uh, Texas A&M, number 21. They were unranked last week, but, of course, the Bama win boosted them back up. North Carolina State, uh, which they're four and one. They Obviously, they have the win against Clemson. Um, so they, uh, they, they look pretty damn good this year, North Carolina State. Uh, their sole loss is to South uh, – or not South Florida, uh, Mississippi State. Um, and then of course, SMU, who's also undefeated, um, San Diego state undefeated as well. Number 23, number 24 and rounding out the AP top 25 is Texas. Uh, kind of on the outside looking in, you got Auburn, Clemson, Baylor, uh, just to name a few. Um, I think after this week, you know, we'll see, we'll see a bounce back, um, in the, in the poll itself. But um, I don't know. It's all going to depend on how we do against Syracuse this week. But I would like to give I would like to get Clemson back in the AP poll. I think we're number twenty five in the coaches poll, which is okay. where I know that's where basically most of the rankings come from. Um, yeah. Or I'm pretty sure until the college football playoff show happens, it's a uh, it's usually coaches poll. But I don't know, man. I've always been more biased towards the AP. Yeah, you know, the AP is just kind of – she's always uh, – It's you know, like us, up on you know? AP. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like us. It's kind of, you know, regular folks kind of voting on and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm with you on that. The AP's always kind of been the thing, you know. Even back on the video games, like, it was the AP poll, you know. It wasn't – I don't know. That's just kind of how we've kind of grown up here. But, hey, I got to talk about one more team who uh, – goodness gracious, I mean – Hyped them up to start the year, and it's just been bad. It's just been bad. A it's major, bad. major letdown. You probably already know where I'm going with this. I know boy. where you're going. North Carolina, man. What the hell, man? What the hell, man? I mean, goodness gracious, the expectations were so lofty, so lofty, and it's just been blow after blow. I mean, they lost to Florida State. Yeah, it's not good. At home. Florida State, man, at the crib. No disrespect to Florida State, but I'm sorry. We got to be realistic. They're not good right now. They're not good right now, and they went in their house and beat them. It's, 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 you know. um, Yeah, they've been a total letdown. Uh, 
So hopefully they can end the year well. Basketball season's on the way. Go Heels. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it'll be a good time. But, uh, yeah, that, that, they've just been disappointed as well. I had to get that out there. Yeah, it's a shame. It, and I don't even want to blame, like, uh, like Sam Howell because, I mean, I know he's uh, – he had that, that first game against uh, – Virginia Tech. It was Virginia Tech, yeah. He threw three picks. Um, he's only thrown two cents. I mean, he's it, it's not because of him. Uh, that they haven't been playing well, uh, in my opinion. I think uh, the defense has been a, a very big letdown. This was supposed to be a, a really good defense, and you know they're letting Florida State score thirty-five. They're letting uh, uh, somebody scored forty-five on them a couple weeks ago. Who was it? Or something like that. It, it was something ridiculous. Uh, they lost to they lost to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech scored 45 on Yeah. Georgia Tech took to the woodshed. Like, like, come on. Yeah. Come on, man. At least they beat Duke. They beat Duke. This is true. Thrashed them. They did beat Duke. Um, but, yeah, North Carolina does not look like who we thought they were going to be this year. Um, you know, everybody's just kind of in the woodshed, man. But we still got half a season of football. There's a lot of football left, um, you know, and – October, November, you know, going into championship football, that's when it's going to get really fun. Thanksgiving's around the corner. Thanksgiving week is always a good week, rivalry week. Outside of the uh, outside of the AP, man, I mean, just some of the other things going on. I know you you briefly talked about it earlier, and uh, and we're gonna. I want to get back into it before we wrap things up here. Um, so, word around town is. Edo is done. You've said it on the show. I've seen everything under the sun on uh, social media and the media outlets in general that this man is gone. And uh, I know you said you have a you have like a short list of who maybe uh, maybe the next head of LSU. Yeah, um, the the names that I've been hearing, just you know, looking at different people who I trust and so on and so forth as far as uh, just people who report on LSU and things of that nature. Um, you know, names on the list with, uh, you know, Luke Fickle, James Franklin, um, guys of that nature, uh, Lane Kiffin. Um, you know, obviously you got to see how the Urban Meyer situation plays out. You know, obviously the optics on this shit is bad with, you know, uh, uh, everything that's happened with the Jaguars and obviously the girl, but best believe LSU will call this man an heartbeat. We all know that. Um, it's, it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of the list, man. Um, but I, I think, uh, James Franklin and Fickle kind of top the list at the moment, which, you know, I'd be cool with either. Um, I'd be cool with Lane to be at this, honestly, at this point. At least I know the head coach can actually coach a side of the ball himself. And, you know, you just got to worry about the defense. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I'm not totally opposed to the CEO type of head coach because, you know, we've seen it work. But, uh, you know, we've had it for the last couple of seasons. 
And now I think we got to move into a more of a a dominant X's and O's guy, at least for one particular side of the ball, whether it be defense or offense. So, um, but yeah, that's the direction I think we're going to go. Uh, but definitely Franklin Fickle and, uh, and, 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 and Kiffin as your top three. Now, one rumor I have heard is that it's going to be tough to Fickle because Ryan Day going to the NFL. And, he's, and yeah, I think you told me about this, and he's probably going to be next in line for right. right up the road. Right, right, right. So he may have his his reservations about, you know, taking an LSU job at this point. And I've read, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Josh Pate, uh, or um, he's a t- big 24-7 sports guy. Mm-hmm. Basically, what he's hearing is that there's been no movement on the Southern Cal job because everybody's waiting to see what's going to happen with the LSU job. So the LSU job is going to be the first domino to fall. And then the USC job should be the second domino to fall um, in the college football landscape, unless for some ungodly reason, a, a, a bigger job than those two opens up. But that's, yeah. um, but yeah, but that's, that's all I got on that front. I don't know, man. I think Irvin, if he comes back, well, I mean, that whole situation down there is crazy, by the way. It is Um, crazy. It is crazy. So, you know. So, I don't know. I feel like, I, I feel like he almost wants to sabotage himself so he can go to Cali. Hey, you know. I don't know. Um, hey, I, hey, man! I I don't think it's far fetched. I think I do feel like he probably thinks he made a mistake. He, you know, he could have just hung around and kept commentating and waited for, you know, the USC job. I mean, Clay Helton been on his last limbs for two seasons. Yeah, you know what I mean. So um, yeah, I don't know. But I mean, I I can understand a hard it's a hard opportunity to pass up as far as. The Jags, owner spends money. You got Trevor Lawrence. I mean, I don't know if I could say no to it, but uh, some guys are just built for college, you know? And Urban yeah. seems to be one of those guys. Yeah, yeah. It hasn't translated yet. I mean, it's still early. It's new for him. I mean, he's just – he's never he's never done this. So it's, uh, it's going to be all new for him. But I don't know, man. It hasn't been a good look um, – I think what really like what really threw the the wrench in me that was like okay this is like this can't last was uh was this past week when they asked Urban uh, why they didn't do a QB sneak and he said something along the lines of you know it, they weren't ready or they weren't practiced or they hadn't practiced it or something like that and then I asked Trevor the same question and Trevor's like oh I we've practiced it I was ready I thought that's what we were gonna do. Like Trevor was kind of, you know, dumbfounded that it wasn't a QB sneak when it was right. like it was like six inch line, you know. Mm. So um so yeah, there's uh they're definitely not on the same page down there. Um it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. You know, I know this we talk college football, but Urban Meyer is basically college football, man, because if it's if it's not gonna work in Jacksonville, he's coming back and he's gonna get one of these big jobs. Yeah. For sure. Um, and I'll tell you what, uh, 
just depend on, you know, I guess the landscape and how things shake. I mean, it, he may be, he may be the first domino. You know what I mean? Like he may be the first, okay, what's happening with Urban Meyer before anything, as far as these two schools. Yeah. Going after a coach, you know what I mean? Uh, But, you know, you have time, time sensitive, you know, months approaching too as we get into the you know december you got early signing period ideally you want to have a coach in place for early signing period even if it's just for the that week even if it's just signing day week to have somebody in there to like you know sell it keep guys on board so on and so forth um so yeah it's going to be a a slippery slope as far as the time frame and all that goes but uh yeah you got to imagine urban mile be on the top of you know Anybody who's coaching college and making a coaching change, he's he's going to be on top of the list. Absolutely. Um, bef- before we go, I'm going to say one last thing. That girl knew exactly who he was. Yeah. I don't, that, that over here talking about who is this guy? Hmm, he keeps hitting on me, and you know exactly who that is because they were. I, I'm sure. I'm pretty sure they were in Columbus. If I read right. Oh, were they? Okay, I thought I, he was I think, in Jacksonville. I, I, no, I think he was. I think he was up in Columbus. Um, okay. I know he had. Uh, I know he had Ohio State apparel on. I remember that. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Was it in Jacksonville? I thought it was in Columbus, bro. I'm not gonna lie. She's from Columbus. Okay. okay. So even if it was in Jacksonville, she know who the hell he is, man. <laughs> right. Like, come right. on, right. come on, man. You saw she's uh, apparently she maybe was in her job. Damn, she's losing her job. Apparently, yeah. Dang. Yeah, or like, like she, her her job is uh, investigating the situation. Yikes, and man! Who made the call? I know. Like, it, I, I kind of feel bad for her because at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, she was in a bar, man. She's dancing, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they were in a improper setting for you know interaction between male and female interacting you know getting to know each other type of deal yeah i mean um but i will say i do know that she knows who he is like she definitely knew who he was and maybe and maybe that's the whole thing maybe it's like that post that like pretends she doesn't know who he is and saying the thing she said like who's this guy who keeps flirting with me like in the light of it, like, um, you know, I mean, yeah, she was dancing on him. We never really, I don't think we ever saw him do anything crazy to her. And so no, somebody could look could at tell. it. Yeah, somebody could look at it as being like, you know, slander of some kind. I don't know. Right. But at the end of the day, like, she knew who he was. Um, but it, But he still should not have done it. No, I mean, he's a Come married on, man at the end of the Come day. On, I mean, he's a married <laughs> man out here, you know, filling up on, you know, and, and having an interaction with a young lady in, the, in yes. a bar club setting. I mean, you know. Yeah, they both knew what they were doing. They both They're, knew what they were doing. They're adults. You know yeah. I mean, they know what's going on. Um, he's lucky his wife ain't, you know, you know, take him to the woodshed for this. Yeah. We all we've all seen it. We've all seen the video. 
Oh yeah. It's embarrassing. You know what I mean? It's embarrassing for her, I'm sure. So yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, man. Well, man, it's, you know, it's been a while, but I'm glad we're back. And, uh, you know, now that we got some, uh, some things worked out, uh, we should be back a little bit more consistently for the second half of the season. But I know my apologies. I know I missed like two straight weeks. I was out like just, you know, completely practically unreachable. Um, and uh, I appreciate you, uh, you holding it down. And, uh, and, you know, I'm just glad to be back. Yeah, no, man, you know, uh, you know, we back, you know, we had to take a little, little, little break here and uh you know we back with the with the mid-season report here um gave you all a nice little briefing of the top 25 and you know we're gonna be rocking out moving forward and we hope y'all stick with us yeah we're gonna keep being sad because our teams are gonna keep oh, being yeah. trash but uh, sad, sad boy 2021 hey i'm that- gonna tell everybody right now um look you heard it here you know, if you listen, I'm giving you a for sure, man. If if the number drop right now, matter of fact, take the spread right now on Florida 11 points. Take the spread, oh, man. Take oh, the no. spread. Oh, hey, no. Look, I'm just being honest. I'm just being honest with y'all. If y'all feel more comfortable, if they give you an option to money line it, money line it. But that 11, bro, is going up. It's going up, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but, I, you know, at least make some bread, y'all. Man, we'll be back happy. It's crazy. Season one, man, our teams were in the national championship. Crazy. And here we are two seasons later, and we're even in the top 25. Yo, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. I can't can't believe what has happened. Um, But here we go. I mean, we'll be back, man. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. Yeah. Ain't no no thing. Ain't no thing. They'll make it happen. But, man, uh Glad we're back. Uh, everybody, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for being back with us. Uh, of course, it's me. It's your boy, Scott. And uh, uh, Malone, of course, with me as well. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Peace.